Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful connection. Thank you for this present moment in time that Letitia and I get to share and to connect. And thank you for these other beautiful souls who are an, another layer of a beautiful contribution to what we are sharing with the world. I ask that our spirit guides, our angels, divine, our ancestors come into this space because they're already here. The energy is high, but I just want to make sure they come and they protect this space. Any dark energies, any dark entities, anything that is not, does not belong here, we ask you to leave now, belovedly. I ask that our angels, our spirit guides, the divine, our ancestors come in and fill this space with the highest vibration of love and divine light. And that what needs to be heard and said and shared today will happen as always in perfect timing. Ashe, and so it is. Amen. Thank you. How are you feeling today, sis? I have a beautiful guest, as you can see with us. Beautiful inside and out, spiritual inside and out, genius inside and out. Crystal Streets, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, my love. Thank you for that beautiful reflection. Mm -hmm. And she is just a reflection of me, mm -hmm. so... What she's saying about me is actually what she's saying about herself. I appreciate you. Yes. Yes. Woo! So I can <laughs> tell you how this podcast is going to go because it's going to be a beautiful one for you to experience. It is. She is so much of a woman. Okay. She's a fine jeweler. She's a healer. And in, to encompass all of that, she's an alchemist. She turns pain into gold. She turns pressure into diamonds. Yes. Crystal Street, I cannot wait to share your story. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Yes. Gold is my choice of metal. And I like to say one of my good friends, one of our good friends, mm -hmm. Milana, she always says, Crystal, everything you touch turns to gold. And I think with that being said, I call myself an energetic alchemist because you are right. I take these, I don't know if you've ever seen a diamond in its rough state. It's not pretty. And just like us, in our roughest, darkest shadow, we're not pretty. But the moment that we accept all those parts of ourselves, the dark, the ugly, the shameful, the beautiful, the light. Yes. That's when we transmute the dark to light. Yes. So as a healer, I help bring people and clients back to themselves to remember but they have to go into the deep dark shadows first yes and not too many people that's not for the faint of heart like, yes not a lot of people want to go into the dark deep shadows because it's scary it's not easy no it's not easy and we all i don't know if every your audience knows what the shadow work is what that is but it's your shadow is the most embarrassing parts of yourself, the most the parts that you're most shameful about, the parts that you would never, ever share with anyone. Mm -hmm. But I say the shadow is where the gold is. Mm -hmm. It's where the magic is. Because mm -hmm. in that shadow that you're so shameful of or you don't feel worthy or good enough, whatever your story is, yes, 
nine times out of 10, that's where the purpose is, where the purpose lies. 100%. So if you can go deep down dark and face those demons, face that shadow, on the other side of that is this beautiful alchemy, this beautiful gold, this beautiful mm -hmm. polishing. If you yes. know the process of a diamond, it's this rough diamond, and then it goes through all these phases of polishing and cutting and, I'm sorry, cutting, and then you have to grade it. And then at the last process is the polishing. Yes. So when you're being polished, it's like the divine coming and just mm. spreading the grace and beauty because of all the hard work, yeah. the journey. Yeah. So it's the last stop. And then you present yourself to the world as this beautiful, multifaceted diamond that has so many facets and prisms and yeah. light that shine yeah. endlessly, eternally. And a, yeah. And a diamond, you cannot, you're not, you cannot break a diamond. No. You cannot break a diamond. No, that was. <laughs> you can't break a diamond. No. Unbreakable. I think it's so beautiful how your life is that, what you just explained. What you've created as a woman. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. And I want to talk about this specifically because I think this is a really interesting way to discover who you are. That's what we want to know on this podcast. Yeah. And you inspire us and you often say, I've lived many lives. And I've, and died, I've many, died many times. I've died many times. <laughs> I've died many times. Yeah. So I want to talk about your lives that you have lived. Yeah. What was life one? Okay. Crystal Streets, where are you from? Yes. So I'm from Philadelphia. I left home when I was 17 or 18. Went to school in Atlanta. I went to Clark Atlanta University. Okay. I was on a mission. By the time I was like a sophomore in college, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Mm. And then... How did you want to sign more? We change I know. our majors all the time. I just knew. I knew that I wanted to be in fashion. But at that time, there weren't very many stylists. It was like a handful. Mm. So I didn't really know how to get there. But then I was in my, my major was film and TV production. And it was in a, one of my professors introduced me to this book. It was called like lay book of it was a like fat it was a directory of everybody that worked behind the scenes on a production from casting to lighting to whatever and I saw a costume designer and I was like what is that <laughs> and he was like oh yeah they dress and then and then I saw wardrobe stylist and I was like what is that yeah and I was that's what I want to do and so I took the book home and I called every single costume designer and wardrobe stylist in that book wow until somebody answered me. Like, I stalked them. And the person that answered me lived in New York. Her name was Deborah Ginyard. And she says, I live in New York, but I have a close friend of mine who's a stylist. He's coming to Atlanta to shoot Monica, The Boy Is Mine album cover. Oh, shoot. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> yes. yes. He was like, you can, it's, I can get you an internship. So I go on, I meet him. He comes down. His name is Derek Kahn. And I go on set. And the moment that I walked foot on this set, I was like, oh, this is it. I felt it in my bone. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. Yeah. And from there, and he had me doing like grunt work. Wardrobe styling is yes. not pretty. It's a lot of schlepping and back and forth. Yes. And hanging up and returning. Yep. And all the lifting and all of that. And you know what? I knew that I loved it. I knew that it was my passion because I didn't give a I didn't give a damn. Yeah. I didn't give an F. You didn't want to stop. No, I didn't care. Yeah. It was like 
what else you got? Yep. <laughs> Next. Yeah. And so from there, I began to assist him and I went, I moved to New York. I graduated on Wednesday. I moved to New York on a Friday. I had a, a fashion, I had an internship at Essence Magazine. I bonded with the fashion director as she gave me my first, she was taking styling jobs on the side, but she couldn't do them. So she would give them to me. Wow. And I bought, I built my showroom portfolio. I started to get my feet wet. So this is right out of college. Right out of college. Okay, but hold on. Let's, I want to rewind because I know the audience listens like, how? How did she come straight out of college with this motivation, with this mindset? Where did that come from? Because a lot of yeah. women that are in college, we, talk about we come that. out of college and we're like, you don't know where to start. It's like, right. I go to school. You don't know where to go. Yeah. Especially in the world nowadays. Yeah. How did you have that courage and that bravery to be like, let me take this book and call every person. Where did that determination come from? You know what? I have to give credit to my mother. My childhood wasn't the easiest, right? I was abandoned. My father abandoned me. I had a stepfather, but my biological aban abandoned me when I was 11. And I experienced a lot of abuse. Mm. But my mother was a boss. Mm and an entrepreneur. Mm, so you saw so that. They say between the ages of zero and seven, that's when we are shaped. That's when our beliefs are shaped. That's where everything is shaped. Mm. So those years are so formative and important. So during those years, I watched my mother own multiple businesses, mm -hmm. had real estate portfolio, had stocks. Like she was a boss. She was an entrepreneur before her time. My mom is 75 years old. So mm -hmm. back then, women, especially women of color, yes. were not doing that. Yes. And so she modeled to me, you can be independent, you can do whatever you want. And she fostered my childhood, although it had its darker part. Yes. She just supported my creativity. Like whatever I said I wanted to do, she allowed me to do it. If I said I wanted to do gymnastics, if I said I wanted to go paint, if I said I wanted to go play the piano, even if I sucked at it, she right. just allowed me to do it. Yes. And so I was fearless from the jump. And so I think that ambition, it definitely came from her. Yes. But I was, I've always just been fearless. I've never been afraid of anything or anyone. That's beautiful. Like, beautiful. I'm not afraid. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I received that. And so because of that, I did not see any barriers. I did not. I was like, nothing can get in my way. Wow. And, and I think even back then... We want to talk about manifestation. I was manifesting back then because I was already visualizing myself in New York, styling. I was already like, yes, ahead. Yes. You knew what you wanted to do. Yeah. And it became. So now you're fashion directing. You're in New York. Yeah. Out of college. Yeah. And I get my first big client. Yes. It's Jay-Z. Oh, wow. <laughs> My first big client is Jay-Z. Okay, Jay-Z. Yes. And he became my big brother, my mentor. I didn't even know how to create an invoice. Wow. I didn't know the business side right. of styling. Like, I just was like, I want to do this, but I didn't know. So my first job with him was he was doing the MTV Awards. And he was like, I need this. He was like, if you do this, then we're good. We're it. You're in. Like, I need this exclusive Michael Jordan retired jersey. I want to wear it in my performance. And y'all, this, like, this jersey was like, it did not exist. <laughs> <laughs> and so somehow your girl got 
through to Michael Jordan's team, and he gave me the jersey signed. Wow. And I showed up like, what? <laughs> what you want to say, Jake? Yes. I showed up at the last hour, too. Wow. Yeah. He was like, oh, okay. He saw you. Yeah. He taught me a lot of things. I remember my first lesson of like, why I'm so punctual now. One day we were on set and it was raining. It was raining and it was like a GQ or some sort of magazine shoot and editorial shoot. And it was raining, the weather in New York, the weather is bad. But when you're a stylist, like you're like schlepping and through it all. Yes. You don't have a choice. And I did not get there before him. Mm. So by the time I got on set, as soon as I walked on set, he was like, yeah, you can go home. I'm good. He was like, don't you ever show up after. I came here on time. That's the least you could do. And that was my lesson on tardiness and punctuality. And from then on, I was never, ever late again. Wow. And I'm a stickler about time yes. and being punctual. Yes. And so he taught me so many lessons. Yeah. But he also opened my career because once I started styling him, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. But I mean, Jay-Z was... Right. That guy. He, he is with still it. that guy. Yeah. yeah. And then I went on to style everyone from Nas to Sierra to Usher to Rihanna. Yes, Rihanna. I have touched a lot. I've touched a lot of people. I've done a lot. I've did world tours. I spent 10 years of my life in styling, doing world tours, doing movies, commercials, red carpets, videos. And this was all of my 20s. So I was able to just go and be free and travel and explore and just live life and make mistakes. But I was making a lot of fucking money. Yeah. yeah. I was making a lot of money, but I was making good decisions with my money. Like I bought my first home at 25. Mm -hmm. I bought my second home by 29. I was investing in stocks and all of this. So I was very before my time. But I hit a wall. And it was when I got pregnant with my daughter, Lyra. I was just like, yeah, I hit a plateau. Not a wall, I hit a plateau. And I was like, I'm done here. How old were you when you got pregnant with Lyra? 29. Wow. And I was like, I'm done. Wow. That's here. so interesting. <laughs> I always feel like for a woman, 29, 30. Yeah. There's a Yeah. Yes. There's a shadow of Saturn. Saturn. women. Yes. I'm not sure. I think that's Saturn return. 29 yeah. to 30. That's, Saturn. that's your Saturn return. There's a shift in a woman. Yes. Always. So this was your shift. This was my Saturn return and Saturn return where Saturn comes back and gives you a life review and say, are you on the right path? Is this what you really want to be doing? What are you doing with your life? I had that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. What are you doing? And I sat there and I was like, what am I doing? And I realized that I loved styling, but I didn't love the industry because it was like vampires. It just did not like the politics of the industry. The darkness of the industry. The energy of the industry. My soul did not resonate with Mm. it. Like, I used to, my clients would invite me out after. And I had this rule. I was like, I'm never, I don't party with my clients. Because when I left them, I was like, I've been with you all day. I don't want to look at your face anymore. I want to go home. (laughs) I want to go have My job is done. Yeah, and I would go home and recharge and restore, and they didn't understand that. So I lost a lot of, especially female clients, because they want to, they want you to be their everything, mm-hmm. their best friend. They want you to spend every waking moment with mm-hmm. them. I had really firm boundaries around my energy and my time. Yes. So I was just like, I lost a couple of clients. Wow. I would not socialize. Wow. Yeah, but I didn't care. 
because that's not what you wanted at that moment in your life. It wasn't you about that. strong enough to yeah. realize that your energy doesn't belong here anymore. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't do this. And once I had my daughter, I was like, I was on a plane three, three times a week. And I was like, I cannot do this. Wow. And so I made the, I started to think, okay, how can I build my brand? I don't want to be in the service business anymore. I want to be in the product business because I don't want to give people my time yeah. anymore. I mean, when you own a product business, you still got to give your time, but you can do it on your own terms. Nobody owned my time yeah. anymore. Yes. And so I was like, I started all of my clients' looks with accessories. You know how some people start with a shirt or a shoe or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I started with accessories and I was like, I love accessories because to me, jewelry tells a story. It's personable. Like every single piece you have on right now, who gave it to yep. you, how you got it, when you got it. Yep. It's so true. It's yours. Yeah. It molds to your body. It's like second skin. Whereas clothing was disposable. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. And mm -hmm. so I was like, I'm going to start an accessories line. But it was the recession. It was 2008. Wow. Nobody was buying luxury. Yeah. Because I wanted to start and find jewelry. Right. And so I started in fashion and costume jewelry. And I was like, I'm going to launch this at Fashion Week. I launched under the tents. If it takes out, this is when it was the tents. <laughs> in Fashion Week. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to launch. If it takes off, then I'm out of here. Okay, so you didn't stop styling. You kept styling until you figured out that your business and jewelry would be successful. Not really. Okay. So it got to the point where how you know when it's time is that you'll notice that the doors start to shut and things become very difficult because I wasn't passionate about it anymore. I didn't love it. Now I was doing it as a because I had to do it. Yeah. I never want to do anything because I have to do it. Mm -hmm. That's, I never want to live my life like that. Yes. I don't want to do anything that you're forced that to do. Light me up. Yes. And so I was like, okay, so this is how we get tested. So I'm about to launch, and then they come with the dangling carrot, and they're like, you want to do Usher's World Tour? We're going to pay you all this money. That's called the test. That's the test. Yeah. It's a test. So I was like, let's just do this one last job. <laughs> and I'm out. Yeah. Of course, I do the job. And it's a mess. Ooh. Like, they're sucking my energy. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. I was like, okay. Wow. So I took the dangling carrot. Because what I'm conveying to the universe, to divine, that I don't trust that I will be provided for if I take this leap of faith. And so after I did that job, it was that. And they called me to do Jamie Foxx's press junket. And I was like, how am I going to turn around these things? I was getting like the legendary Patti LaBelle wants you to do her for Good Morning America. Yes. And I would be like, how can I turn down Miss Patti? Yeah, who says no to Miss Patti? LaBelle. I love me some Patty LaBelle. Who tells no to Miss Patty LaBelle? Patty LaBelle, both Crystal Streets, Mike. Yeah. And so I got to the point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Wow. And my agent, my, my best friend was my agent. But everybody, my team, everybody was like, what are you doing? Mm. Nobody understood why I was walking away from all of this money, all this amazing career. But it just did not sit well in my soul. And I had to honor that. I had to honor my soul, even though I didn't know at the time that's what I was doing. I had to honor myself. And do you also think that having your daughter now, what she wanted changed? 
Absolutely. Because I say with every one of my children, I have two, I had a rebirth. So when I had her, I was not the same person anymore. Yes. Like my whole identity changed. Yes. I went through a whole like metamorphosis. Like yeah. I came out when I had her, I just was like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and so my first jewelry line was called, collection was Lyra Love Star. I named it after Lyra. Yeah. I named them both. I birthed them at the same time. So I birthed Lyra, my daughter, and then my collection was Lyra Love Star. That's beautiful. Thank you. And I went on to kill it. I now you're in the fine jewelry. No, not yet. Because it was a recession when I launched. Yeah. Nobody was buying luxury. Yeah. So I was doing costume fashion jewelry. jewelry. But I started selling in five countries. I had over 30 accounts. I had a whole sales team. I had a whole marketing team. And I did HSN. Yeah. That was like, it, I have my own show on HSN. Yeah. I manifested that. Yeah. I kept saying, I want to be on HSN. Yeah. And I manifested HSN back then. Yeah. And then I got to a point where the fine, the costume jewelry, I was like, this is not why I came into jewelry. Like, I want to work with, I want to work with precious stones and materials. Like, yeah. I, I want to work with luxury. That's the background I came from. So I went back to NYU. I took courses. I took some GIA courses. Mm -hmm. I studied under my mentor for two years, learning about gemstones, diamonds, everything, just mm -hmm. learning the fine jewelry business. And it took a minute for my business transition because my costume fashion jewelry clients were spending $100. Right. Now you're spending $10,000. So those were two different customers. Two different worlds. Literally two different yeah. worlds. Yeah. And so a lot of those customers I no longer have because they were not gonna, they're not spending $10,000. Mm -hmm. And so I had to rebuild my customer base. I had to, and the customers that did come, I had to make them, I had to make them feel like they could trust me with now in this fine jewelry world, yeah. which is a totally different world. Yeah. They don't even go. Yes. I want to rewind a bit. How did you shift mentally from a fashion stylist into this jewelry world? I'm not going to lie. It was hard. Yeah. Because as a stylist, I had everybody doing everything for me. So yeah. I had an agent that would book me. I had an accountant, fa finance person that was doing all my books and receipts yeah. and job. I had a five assistant. I had a personal assistant. I had, I had all these things. So now I'm going and I'm building my own brand. And I'm building this business, and I was like, I don't know how to do any of this shit. Because it's an entrepreneur. It's yeah. on your own, really. You start something. But I had money, and yeah. I had resources. So what I did was I pulled people who did it already, and I said, help me set up here. Show me the way. How do I find manufacturers? How do I find this? How do I find that? I love that you did that. Are y'all learning? Yeah. <laughs> Ask for help. Yes. Yes. Ask for help, ladies. And then I learned every single role of my business. I did it yeah. myself. So after she came and taught me what needed to be done, I then took over her role mm. and actually did it myself because mm. I knew once I hired team, I wanted to be able to convey to them what needed to be done. And if you don't know your business, or you don't know how to do all this stuff in your business, how can you convey it to someone yeah. else? You're not. Yeah. And you need to be able to watch over your team. Yeah. And, and you know what is going on yeah. in your business. Or even like my manufacturers were overseas. So even communication with manufacturers, that's a yes. whole jargon and techno. That's a whole nother world. Yes, it is. So I couldn't be dependent on somebody else to communicate 
my design yeah. and what I wanted, yeah. I needed to talk to these people. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for doing that. Thank you. And I think people need to understand that when you are shifting from career to another career, it's really learning how to walk again. It is. And that's why I say always, even if you're shifting, even if you're leaving one job, a nine to five or whatever it is, really try to stack and save before you leave the F you find because then like you don't that. go into desperation. Then you're not like, you don't make decisions based on lack. Yes. And so I was empowered enough to be able to pull somebody on. Right. To say, hey, can you help me with this part of my business? Yes. And I had the resources to do. I had the resources to invest in my, I didn't need any investors at first. I put all my own money mm. into my business. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, but that took me having a cushion, a fund, an emergency fund, a savings, making great investments. And so that, I know I'm very privileged in that sense, but I do, if anybody is trying to decide if they should leave one thing from another, yes. I'm a big risk taker. So no risk, no reward. Right. Leave that. So I'm a huge risk taker. Very huge. Like I'm very fearless. I will do any, I will jump off any cliff. Head first. Me too. I'm right? with you. Yes, I do. It's true. I always yeah. say no risk, no reward. Yeah. I find that when you do take the risk, for me, my experience that the divine is always there to catch me. It just takes me that first initiative, that first step to be like, I'm doing this. Yes. And the divine always meets me. Spirit always meets me. My ancestors always show up and gift me. Yes. So part of it is yes having some sort of resources, yeah. connections. And even if you don't have money, if you have connections, resources, if you're good to people, if you treat people well, everybody that I was worked with in styling loved me because mm -hmm. I treated everybody lovely. So when I came back and said, hey, can you put this in this magazine or can you help me with this? Mm -hmm. They helped me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. As you plant that's a great takeaway. It's very simple. Be yeah. Kind. Be kind. Yes. And I think a lot of us forget this. Right. Be kind. We have enough going on in our lives. And take care of the people who support you and yes. help you and work with you. I took care of my assistant. Like, I poured into it. anybody that works with me on a close basis. I took care of them. And yes. even if I couldn't pay them the most, like, I'm pouring into building yes. who they are. Yes. Showing, being expansive for them, inspiring, yes. letting them be a part of my world to see you can do this too. You're a gift. Thank you. You're a gift Thank to you. everyone around you, which is why you were so successful and abundant. Thank you. I do I truly believe that. that. I receive that. So now you're in this jewelry world, but I'm, as I'm listening and as I know the audience is listening, you have the spirituality that's very strong. Yeah. This divine, this fearlessness. When did this life start inside of you? The spirituality of, I'm always taken care of, because this is a very special attribute that you have. So it started, so my mom, again, she has a very unique story, and she almost died when I was five. She was in an almost fatal car accident, and she was in a coma for six months. And she told me that she met God. Mm. She had a near life. She went on the other side and said she wasn't ready and came back. But when wow. she came back, she had a rebirth. But she came back as this, like, born-again Jesus freak. Sorry, no 
no shade to anybody, (laughs) but she was a fanatic extremist. Like she gave up all of her businesses. She went back to school to be a, she wanted to get her master's of divinity to be a, an evangelist or a preacher or whatever. And I was sitting there watching her transformation. I didn't understand it. Nobody understood it. Just like nobody understood when I left the music industry. I didn't understand it. And I was like, what is she doing? She's like giving up all her businesses. Mm -hmm. So then she introduced the church to us and we started to spend a lot of time in the church. I was very resistant at a young age, but I just by being there, I caught some of it. Yes. So that's where my religion started. Mm -hmm. But as I, after I had my daughter, she would always tell me, pray. But then after I had my daughter, I was like, yeah, I'm praying, but there has to be something else. And then I would notice, like, when I would go to church, I would feel great. But I didn't, when I got back to my world, I didn't have the tools. I was like, there has to be something else. Yes. And then I started to really, back then, where wellness and spirituality and we have all these tools now they didn't exist so I was like pulling stuff off of I don't even know where I was finding things but I want I was intrigued by manifestation and spirituality I knew that religion Christianity did not resonate with my soul but I knew that I was like why can't I have my own connection with spirit like why do I have to go through somebody else to have my relationship with spirits and so I spent Probably a lot of my 30s, really finding myself again. Mm -hmm. It was dark. Mm -hmm. I went through like a rock bottom because Mm -hmm. I left the industry. I left a complete like luxurious lifestyle. I now had started my own businesses using my own business, using all of my own money. I had my daughter and I was just like, her father, we didn't make it. And I was like, yo, what am I doing? What is this? And so... The personal side of it was that on the outside, I looked like I was successful and had it all together, but the inside of me was still broken because I hadn't dealt with my trauma. I hadn't dealt with my childhood. So I was literally dying inside. Wow. Yeah, it was like, and oh, by the way, I got a TV show. I had all these amazing, it was like, my life is just a constant. I'll take for instance, as I was doing, filming this TV show. What were you brother, filming the TV show for? So it was, a, it was a show on oxygen around my life as a stylist. Oh, wow. And the agency that I, me and my best friend started. Yes. It's called House of Glam. Mm. And it was everybody on our agency, about four or five other stylists, makeup artists, and hair. And we were the original, like, styling show, a glimpse into what the behind the scenes yes. of styling. Yes. And we shot it for a year, but it came out on Oxygen. And when it came out, Oxygen got sold and the changing of the guards of everybody that worked there left. Mm-hmm. And our show got... Yes, swept under. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It's often. So, that, what, so you're doing this and what happened? And my brother gets murdered. Wow. He goes missing for months and he's murdered. And yeah, my brother is murdered, but I have a TV show. Or like... I'm on HSN, but I'm going through the most horrible breakup ever in life. Like, I'm, I was living with someone. We blended our families. We were planning our marriage. And get HSN. And then I'm, like, going, I'm, ha- I'm going through a divorce. Mm. It felt like a divorce. We didn't get married yet, but we had done everything. Yes. 
And I was like, and then your brother is murdered on top of this. My brother is murdered. So many things, so many of my high moments always came with a low moment. Mm. It's almost that dark and light. Yes. The duality of life. Yeah. Yes. So it felt like every time that I was like having these high moments, I was reminded of mm, my past or these things that haunted me that I never healed. Yes. And so the abuse that I experienced as a child, and I can talk about it now because it's no longer who I am and it has no power over me. Mm. When I talk about the shadow, my shadow was my sexual abuse. Mm. That was the thing that made me feel most shamed. Mm. So I couldn't speak about it because mm. I felt dirty. Mm. But the moment I healed and I went back and I was like, okay, this happened to me, but it's not, it doesn't define me. It's not who I am. No. And so once I healed that moment, those moments, that's when I started to accept every part of myself. How did you get there? It was not easy. How did you get to the point where you could actually sit with this sexual abuse as a woman? What made you get there? Was it a situation? Did a person guide yeah. you here? No, it was me falling on my face and experiencing another rock bottom in my life. And I was just sick of my own shit. I got to the point where I was like, I'm just, I'm sick of my shit. Mm. Like, I was no longer, oh, he did yes. this and that person yes. did that. I was like, I'm sick of this shit. I was like, it's I'm, me. Yeah, I was like, this I'm my life. I'm done playing victim. I'm done yep. acting like everybody owes me because they did this to me or I'm mad or I have this underlying, like, rage mm. because I hadn't dealt with the anger that was bubbling inside yeah. of me. Yes. Of being abused and feeling powerless. Yes. But it wasn't until I moved to L.A. I had my son. And that's when I finally looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, we're not doing this anymore. Shit has got to change right now. Wow. Because what I was doing was I was attracting my abuser. Every single relationship was a, relation, was a representative of my unhealed trauma. I can relate to this. It was a mirror yeah. of like my darkest, deepest. Yeah. And even though I had, on the, again, on the outside, it looks like I'm successful and confident in all of this. But I have this dark shadow that nobody knows about. And it consumed me to the point where I was like, fuck this. Excuse my language, but that's how I felt. Yes. I was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I feel that. I know. We curse on here, so you're fine. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so my son, again, I had another rebirth. I love that your children were such pivotal moments for you in your life. I feel like this is a commonality in women. Mm. It's a gift. We are the creators. And these okay. gifts really change our lives if we're open to receiving. Right. We're, we can create miracles. Yes. Oh, we do create miracles. Yes. We are, our wombs are gold. Yes. Like, I don't, I think, I think society or just this world has forgotten or I've remembered my power, but I just want to say like the divine feminine is such, she is the first. She has created everything, not the man, the woman, the womb has created every man here. <laughs> Literally. So you're going to respect that. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And so when I have births, careers, projects, products, children. Yes. 
when I had my son, it was like, okay, I didn't get with Lyra. I was like, I didn't know who I was going through it. I took time. I let my pregnancy, I just loved on myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to create this beautiful, sacred portal for us. Mm. And my pregnancy was so beautiful and I was supported and loved. And I ended up moving to LA and LA did not pan out like I thought it was going to pan out. Why? What did you think it was going to be? I had like? this vision. I was, both of my children's fathers lived here and I was coming to be with one of them and I left everything. I left my team, I left my nanny, my home, mm. my business, my business partner, my tribe. Came here and it just didn't, it was my rock bottom. Mm. Another. It was another. Yes. And that was my wake up. Yes. When I say that was my wake up, I'm tired of this shit. That's when I was like, you know what? <clears throat> this is a new life. Yeah, I can't. There has to be better. <gasps> there has to be better. You knew there was better. I knew that. But I was like, why do I keep attracting the same person? Because that's what we're familiar with. Yeah. That's all we knew at that time of our lives is we didn't do the work. A lot of us haven't done the work. We haven't. And a lot of us end up with very familiar relationships. Although you think it's familiar that it's good, but it's not. That's the, that was the wake-up call. Yes. The familiarity that I thought that I was experiencing yes. with this person. Yes. Was just trauma. Yes. It's like a karmic bond. Yes. I've been there. I totally understand. Yeah. And so now you're in L.A. I'm in L.A. And I had to put, I thought that I was coming to L.A. to be a mom, family, chill. Yeah. But then I had to put my big girl panties on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I have to figure this shit out. Yeah. And again, like just had, Ben was four months old. Wow. Left my business, left everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to build I so my daughter at the time, she's in private school, and I started to build relationships with the moms at her school. Yes. And that became my first jewelry client. And without any marketing, I wasn't even on social media. Like, I was posting baby pictures. Yeah. <laughs> my business tripled within six months. Wow. Of me being here. Wow. And I was on fire. And I was like, oh, I started to understand LA, I was like, oh, you can pretty much do anything here <laughs> and make money. My abundance always comes to me. It's only when I'm vibrating low, usually because I'm in the wrong environment or with the wrong person. Yes. That's when my abundance gets fucked with. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah, 100%. I know, I know that. Yeah. Yes. So who you're surrounding yourself with, right? What's surrounding you. Right. It affects us. Yeah. And I'm understanding too how powerful our womb is. And I don't know if I don't know if anyone has experienced I don't know if you've experienced this, but you can totally, just by being intimate with somebody, transfer your abundance to them. Mm. You can blow somebody up. Mm. Do you notice how sometimes you're with a person and because you're an amazing your energy, the gold, I'm telling you, you can you can transfer that energy to a man. We had and, and we don't even, we're not even, like, hello. That's <laughs> what we do as women. Hello. We do that. Hello. I've done that Give in my lifetime. Give me my motherfucking credit. <laughs> hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. And we hello. do it freely. 
Yes. We do it happily. Yes. Live. Yes. Especially when we're in love. Yeah. Endlessly, abundantly. And yeah. Grow. Whatever is around us grows. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Especially no question. the foundation of you is abundant. Yeah. You're not operating in lack mindset. Yes. You can expand everyone around you. Everything, everyone, every person, yeah. everything. That's why I say my gift is a present. My presence is a present. Amen. Sorry. Amen. My, my presence is a present. Yes, it's true. So now my boundaries are like, oh, you don't get to come into this energetic field unless you are the king of Zamunda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't protect get to, your energy. You don't get to touch. You don't get to no. You got to come with royal energy. Yes, because I know my worth. Yes, and that's only because you did the work. I did the work. I did a lot of fucking work. Yeah, it was in the deep dark shadows of. My most like most embarrassing, shameful parts of myself, I faced them head on, and I was like, "What you got? What you got? Like, what modalities did you use when you were doing this? When you were at the breaking point of looking at yourself, being fed up with Crystal, when you looked in that mirror, what did you start doing? I started to meditate. First yeah. of all, I started to bring in a daily practice. I started to go within. I noticed that the more and more time that I spent within, because everything we need is within. Yeah. When I stopped looking for things externally, when I stopped looking for love, happiness, security, and I started giving it to myself. So now when I'm triggered, my inner child, because we still get triggered, yeah. I still get triggered when my inner child is having a moment. I ask her, what do you need? Tell me more. Mm -hmm. What's going on? And then me and my present whole self, I give her what she needs. Yeah. I tell her, I'm never fucking leaving you. I got you. I'm never leaving you. You don't have to have to worry about anybody ever leaving you because I'm always going to be here. Did you ever name her? Yes. Her name is Odessa. I, I, I call it my little Tisha. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that she speaks to her. Oh, I thought you meant my higher self. No, my, my younger, the younger self. self. Yeah, she's crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> my uncle used to call me that really oh, crystal ball yeah you have She's to speak to her you have to nurture her my higher self is odessa but yeah my younger my inner child is yeah i talk to her all the time because she she trips sometimes yeah. she want to fight she want to go back she, yeah yeah she back wants, to her old way i'm gonna be like hey girl what's up with you what's going on you on your moon cycle this is natural yeah. because in in healing we do regrets. We're humans. Yeah. And it's okay. Human. Yeah, we're having a human experience. And so I just allow myself to feel all of my feelings at all times. Yes. I manage them, but I allow because you got to feel it to heal it. Yes. So I don't run away from anything. Yes. If I feel something coming up, I'm not running from it. I'm leaning into it because guess what? With every challenge on the other side is a gift. Yes. There's a hidden gift in every challenge. And so my modalities were meditation. I just kept going within. Yes. And then I learned about hypnotherapy. Yes. Then I started reprogramming my subconscious because a lot of our trauma is stored in our body, our energetic field, our mm -hmm. chakra systems, our energy centers, our subconscious mind, my subconscious beliefs. I had a limiting belief that I was not worthy of a healthy relationship because how I learned love was through manipulation, control, and abuse. Yes. So therefore, 
that's what was, was a reflection of my relationships. Right. So the moment that I changed that narrative and those beliefs and I was like, no, I am worthy of a healthy relationship. No, this doesn't. That's my past. That's not even who I am. Yes. Yeah. So I started to just reprogram, reprogram, go drop down. Then I got into, I, I pretty much tried everything. And then I met, we have a mutual friend. I met Krista. Yes. And she introduced me to Milana. Yes. Who is now my teacher and one of my closest friends. And we often go back and forth as teacher and student. But I did talk therapy for years. And to me, it just wasn't connecting. And I was like, I need something deeper because yeah. they weren't giving, again, they weren't giving me the tools. When you leave talk therapy, it's okay, you talk about your feelings, but we, how do I, it's not, I need a tool. Yes. Because it's going to come up again. And if you don't go to the root, the trauma is at the root. So everything you're being triggered and experiencing is just coming from the root. But if you don't heal the root, if you don't pull up the root, if you don't pull up the weed out of the root, it's going to keep coming back. It's going to keep <laughs> That's why growing. you keep having the same experiences just with different faces. Yes. Yes. And once I reprogrammed my subconscious, once I started to tell myself more beauty, once I started to show up for myself, hypnotherapy, I just did a radical, it was a radical transformation of like radical self-love, radical self-reflection, radical just facing all the deepest, darkest shadows. And I was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to not stop until everything is out of the, all these weeds are gone. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. No. But it's a journey. It's a journey. However, the more seasoned you get on your journey, the more how to deal with the journey. Yes, because you have a toolbox now. You have a toolbox. So when these things occur and these things happen, you go to your tools. Yes. The triggers do come. They're going to, they're always going to come. But you can pause and breathe because you have done this work. Yes. Breath work, that's yeah. another one of my modalities. Yeah. Uh, part of my practice is breath work is a natural DMT. It has the same property as like DMT, plant medicine. We have that within ourselves. Yes. We can get ourselves high with our breath work. Literally. We can take work. ourselves to another dimension with our breath work. Yes. Once I figured that out, I was like, oh. So I started to take myself to other dimensions mm -hmm. and started to heal those lifetimes. Yes. So to go in other dimensions and get the gems and pull them back. And now Milana is our friend that has studied this breath work and mm -hmm. taught me breath work. Yeah. I'm sure you've had yeah. a lot of sessions with mm -hmm. her as well. She's also on the podcast in a previous episode in the earlier season of Girl, We Got This. Yeah. You can go listen to her story. But breathwork changed my life. Yes. Changed my life. Cha yeah. And it's so powerful. Yes. But you have to be willing and open. And as I mentioned earlier on another episode, whatever modality works for me might not work for you. What works for Crystal might not work for me. Yeah. But I tried everything. Something. Yeah, I just started. I tried everything. But I will say about energy healing and breathwork, which is the modality that I facilitate is that it's almost like 10 years of therapy and one session. Like when clients come to me, I say, are you ready to die? Because when you leave me, you're not going to be the same person. You're going to be reborn. Mm -hmm. And some people aren't ready to release the old versions of themselves. Yeah. It's scary. Yes. Because when you come to me, you might get a divorce. When you come to me, you might leave your job. When you come to me, your life is going to change. And some people are scared of change. A lot of us like to stay in comfort. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now, so now we're here. We're here. Another life as a healer. Yeah. And your crystals. 
I want to talk about yeah, your crystals because it's so beautiful how your life intertwines with everything that mm-hmm. you touch. So now she is a healer and she is incredible. Thank you, guys. It's Thank magic you. what Thank you do. That, guys. Thank you. And then on top of what you do and you heal these people, you have crystals, which is a part I of do. the jewelry collection as well. I, when I go and I see these crystals, I'm mm-hmm. blown away because they have so much healing to each crystal. And they're all charged. Five healing is charged. So what I did with my business is, with my jewelry, is I started to, once I became a healer and once I became intentional about everything, just started to incorporate that into my business and I was like my jewelry was always always special to me but now I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna charge every single piece of material gold stone that comes in my possession yes I'm gonna co-create with my clients we when you come to me we co-create a piece together yeah and so I asked for your intention for the piece and then I, I add my love and healing energy into the piece I, cha- I charge the gold I curate the stones. Everything is high quality. Everything is non-conflict, ethical, recycled. Yeah. I really am very intentional about my jewelry, about my materials. And we, I think we talked about this. You were like, why don't you ever talk about your, or why isn't it bigger? I think we've had that conversation yeah. about scaling. And you know what? I scaled the business at first. I had a bigger business. But I like the intimacy. Yes. I like having custom pieces. I like taking someone's grandmother's stone and repurposing it, making it more modern and beautiful. Yes. I like having the one-on-one. Yeah. I like co-creating yeah. with my clients. I like the energy, the synergy. I love that awe. It's so intimate. And it becomes it a is. vulnerable experience. Yeah. And again, you encapsulate everything that you are in building these pieces. And I thought about this too. I'm like... My birth name is Crystal. Literally Crystal. What? Literally Crystal. And that is a reflection of my gift. Yes. My birth name is Crystal. And that is a reflection of my gift. So what I do is, what does a crystal do? It pulls in all the energy. It transmutes it and gives you back that light. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, I, my name is Crystal. Yes. What? Duh. Hello. What a gift. <laughs> what a gift. Hello. What a gift. All I have to say is your journey is inspiring. Thank you. Everything you are and are becoming. You are a mother mm. in addition to everything that you do. And I see your beautiful kids and I see mm. their life because of your life. Mm. And it's such a gift to see as a woman who doesn't have children, who is a mm. career woman and a driven woman like you. That is ambitious to see other women around me doing and being everything they want to do, but taking the pauses when needed. Oh, absolutely. Falling back, grounding and getting back to self. Absolutely. And being willing to go in the darker sides of things and heal because we want to be better for us and for our children. Yeah. And at this point, I have nothing to prove. Yes. I have nothing to prove. Yes. I have worked so many hours and days and minutes and seconds. Yes. I'm good. <laughs> I want to live a life of joy and bliss and pleasure and do the And the things that I love to do are just like things that I love to do. It's yeah. not like work. Yes. So I want to ask you this. Sure. Do you think Clark Atlanta Crystal knew that she was going to be this crystal that she is today? And what would you tell her? Ooh. 
Clark Atlanta Crystal. Clark Atlanta Crystal knew she was going to be something big. I didn't know my journey was going to be so hard. Mm. I didn't know the real work was really not in the work of working. Yes. The real work was within me. The hardest work was my self-work. And so I probably would be like, hey, babe. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> the sooner you do the work on yourself, yes, the easier life will get. Yeah. So I would tell her that. I would say, hey, all of this is pretty and amazing, all of the accolades and the success, but really doesn't mean shit. Mm. You haven't done the work. Yes. Because now my work comes to me so effortlessly. Now abundance is just who I am. Yes. Like. That's a part of you. I don't worry about if, I don't worry about those things. I've seen this in real terms of you. <laughs> you think I've me, seen yeah. this in real terms where she said something. It was a situation where she was moving and she said, I'm just going to go to Costa Rica like it was nothing. Yeah. And I literally left you a voice note. I was like, <laughs> only you. Yeah. And she came back and everything was exactly how she wanted it. But it's because you have this belief so beautifully and so strong in yourself and who you are and the woman that you've created today. And my relationship with spirit. Yes. Because I know that I look at all the things that I've manifested. I look at all the things that I've co-created with the divine and I'm like, why would I ever doubt now? Because when you look back to see where we come from and to see where we are today. Yes. Yes. We thank you, God. Thank you. We do. Thank you. Ancestors, angels, spirit, God. We do. Spirit, guys, thank you, everyone. Thank I'm you so for that beautiful butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I want to say thank you so much for sharing your truth, your highs and your lows, your successes, your failures, the darkest days of looking. I know that fear. Mm -hmm. When you look at yourself and you're tired of yourself. Tired. It's not easy, but you have this courage that I admire about you and you keep on moving and you keep on pushing and you spread love still. And I always tell everybody this, it's easy to be a victim. So it's easy. easy to spread hate. It's easy to spread hurt and pain. It's hard to live in love. It is. It's With hard. Everything we go through as a human that is bound to break us. It's hard to come back and live like this powerful women of God, of gold, of mm. everything that you are. So I just want to say thank you for being an example thank of you. a woman that's gone through it and is still this beautiful diamond shining brightly. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for reflecting me. I think the moment we met, we, yes, because you, you get it. Yes. You get where I've been. Yes. And I think that's a beautiful thing about you and I. I told you this before. I see so much of me and you and me when we talk, and I, I get it. And it's so beautiful in sisterhood and womanhood yeah. where you can honor each other and be honest and vulnerable. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah. But I love my core values are like spirituality, deep connection. Yes. And I feel like I could, I could have that deep connection mm -hmm. with you from like jump. Yes. Yes. And the you know, beauty is... It doesn't matter if I see you every day. No. Or every other week. No. I can literally run into you at the farmer's market yeah. like I saw you yesterday. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, I, and I thank you for that. Yeah. I thank, thank you. Thank you for providing this beautiful platform. Thank you. For us to shine. Yes. 
And I see you too. I want you to shine forever. We're going to shine. We are. We all will because we get to hear these stories. Yes. Crystal, to all of our beautiful viewers, Mm -hmm. how can they reach you for healing first? Yeah. And your jewelry, if they want to make beautiful engagement rings, by the way, fellas that are watching. Yeah. I've seen the work that she's created on a lot of my friends. Yeah. So please share your info and where they can reach you. Yes. My Instagram is at Crystal Streets, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L Streets. S on the end of streets, Crystal Streets Jewelry. My website is crystalstreets.com. You can email me. You can DM me. My my email is info at crystalstreets.com. But that's how you email is best for me. All of my offerings are on my website. Okay. All of my, not all my jewelry is on my website because it's more of custom. So yep. you could just email me. Yeah. <laughs> email me is, emailing me is best. Yes. And yeah, I take one-to-one clients. I have a retreat, a couple of retreats coming up. And yeah, my jewelry is doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is so beautiful. And to all of you viewers who are ready to face yourself and who are ready to face those dark, shameful parts of you that you're scared of, I couldn't recommend her enough. She's been there. She's done that and she's still doing it. So I encourage you to take that step and experience this beautiful journey with the beautiful woman. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And just so you know, to what? Girl. And <laughs> I forgot all. I'm like, what? We got this. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was nice. Yes.